The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome to the latest edition of Spin the Rally Pod. Post Portugal, we are, and the whole gang is here. I'm Lisa O'Sullivan, the rally fan, and as ever, I'm joined by the technical guru, former motorsport team boss George Donaldson, the man they call the voice of rally, Colin Clark, and Dirtfish senior staff writer David Evans. Well, Portugal done and dusted. I've got to hold my hand up and say I didn't get a chance to watch any of it over the weekend I know you know how life gets in the way it was one of those weekends but I have been gradually going back checking all the excellent work you've been doing on dirtfish.com but um wow <laughs> Portugal eh yeah 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 no it was it was really really do you know what Lisa? it was really good to get some degree of normality back into rallying you know we had a for the first time since 2019 you know we had a very long rally indeed th- nearly 340 kilometers gorgeous um, we had fans out on the stages uh, still not allowed into the service park sadly as media people but that will come shortly but david it, it did again just feel like a really really almost proper rally it did. We I can't remember where we were, Cole, but I remember saying to you at some point that, you know, finally we were going to we were adding times up, uh, and it was coming to over three and a half hours of, of competition, which it's been a while since we've had that, and we've missed it. You know, it every day felt like a good chunky day. You know, there was a Amarante stage on Saturday, there was Arganil on on Friday, and then of course um, Sunday was all about Faf. Uh, it was great. No, really. Uh, Really enjoyed it, really. I've got to say, you know, we're recording this on Tuesday and I still feel quite tired. You're not rally fit anymore, that's what it no, is. That's, I, I'm, I'm I think gonna that start... is what it is, Lise. Now, George, unlike me, you did watch Rally Portugal. You were very much the rally fan this weekend. I, I turned into a Lisa. I was a complete anorak, especially, <laughs> especially uh, after, um, after Ott stopped with his wheel off, I thought... No way, no way has he hit something. There's no mark on the side of the car. I was I was watching it live when it happened, uh, and then it was it was the next day on Sunday. I thought I'm I'm going to look at that. I'm going to check it all out, and I got really anoraki on the whole thing, and I went back over the whole stage. And I know they did mention it on the TV that that uh, on on the on the feeds the the WRC feeds that 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 um, the TV producer had looked back in it and seen nothing. And I thought stuff it. I'm going to look. So I looked back. Now it, it's not great quality that you can that, that that they let you view it on, but it's certainly good enough to see if the cars hit anything, uh, and taken any thumps. And through through stage fourteen, stage fourteen wasn't it? Yes, stage fourteen. <clears throat> he didn't put a foot wrong. It was perfect. The car might have taken a couple of minor little grindings, but like on the sump guard, just under braking, absolutely in the line. Certainly nothing to knock a wheel off. 
uh, and then I went back to stage 13. I thought, well, he's given it a whack then. The, the, the damage has been done somewhere else because that's not going to fall apart like that. That is not going to break in that manner that, that it did without a hit. So I went back to stage 13. Not a thing to see at all, other than mm. the most fabulously perfect driving. You, having now spent a couple of, an hour in the car with Ott, I realise how personal it is. Um, yeah. mm. It's so calm. He's got so much time. Now. Of course, you don't see him physically driving. And, and of course, in my mind, I can. But in my mind, he's actually very, very calm in that car because he's so perfectly positioned. You can hear and feel, you can actually feel the power coming on and off. You know, you'll power into a corner, gauge the traction, back off the throttle, feel it through and then, you know, more and more and pull away, knock it up the box and away he goes. Beautiful driving all the time in the world. Very normal. I know you've all looked at it before. When a driver's winning, as he was at the time, he has all the time in the world. He didn't put a foot wrong. So I thought, right, I'll go yeah. back to stage 12. I looked at stage 12. Even just the same again, just absolutely perfect. So then I went back and looked at stage 14 again with an extra critical eye. Now, being the fully experienced observer. And I went through that. And you can start to hear a funny wee noise at some point. Oh, a, a few minutes before the, the the problem reveals itself, you start to hear something that almost sounds like a tire rubbing on the rim, but you couldn't quantify it. But I can tell you it wasn't present on the previous two stages. Uh, so here was me Josh. trying to do, I was trying to do this yeah. incredible RCFA root cause failure analysis on the car or the driver. I certainly found nothing wrong with the driver. I'm filled with even more admiration for our drivers. Um, it just absolutely perfect. Mm. And the minimalist way that the pace notes are being delivered, have you listened to them intently? No. Over, no, I'm get it's unbelievably minimalist. George, George, what you're saying is really, really interesting because yeah. you know, what you're describing is a driver who's at one with the car, and that has not been the case. No, he's not. Yeah. In that Hyundai i20. And, he's, and, and he's not quite, he, Cole. Isn't he? No, well, that was his point, wasn't it? That the the hand was in the glove, but the glove wasn't completely fitting the hand perfectly. No, no, not completely. But it's it's, it's as close to being perfectly in the glove as we've seen in eighteen but months. It, David. In in his own words, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. I could, I could see. But I, do you know? I'm, I'm can I, George. Can I just yeah. can I just pick you up on what you're saying with those those onboards? You've watched the onboards, obviously. We have to be incredibly careful because you can't watch the whole stage from the forward-facing onboard, and you can't watch the whole stage yes, from can. the drivers. I did. View. I don't. But, but just one angle. Yeah. And one view. One angle. Yeah, you one can. view. The whole thing. Well, oh, it's just one angle. Yeah. And, and yeah, there's yeah, nothing. Yeah, you, 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 absolutely the whole thing. nothing sit, at all. Sitting, sitting yeah. behind the windscreen on the co-driver side. Not. So and, he did not put a foot wrong. Like really, not put a foot am, wrong. And a couple of times I I'm thinking so, wrong line here. Yeah. Went back and you yeah. know just stopped it at that point. Took it back fifteen seconds. And I looked at what he was doing. I thought, well, yeah, okay, maybe you know wrong line. No, it was a particular line he took, presumably to avoid something that I've not seen because the, yeah. the the vision is not that good. Plus the fact, you know, a double apex corner. So your stickers, a couple of times I thought he was a bit tighter in when he could have been wider, but that's a dangerous aspect. Yeah. He's following yeah. a lot of cars, George, clean line, blah, 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 blah. Perfect. George, you, 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 like me, have stood at stage ends many, many times and heard drivers saying, I didn't hit anything. And yeah, they might not have hit something 
at the point where perhaps the suspension went or the tyre gave up. But what they're failing to tell you is that you're on the previous stage, they smacked something, or earlier on in that stage, they, they cracked yeah. a log or whatever oh, yeah. it might be. Yeah. There's so many times. And very, very, very rarely when a driver tells you, I didn't hit anything, is he telling you the entire truth. But, but I have to say, from everyone I've spoken to, David, you spent Saturday night watching the onboard. George, you've watched it. Adamo's reaction when we tried hard to get an explanation from him suggests that there was a failure there. There was a failure on that uh, rear right well, suspension. If you, they won't if tell us me, what it is. If but you'd it let me finish my RCFA comments, you'd have got the whole Go story. Then. But no, you don't want it. That's okay. I'll keep it to myself. Go on, George. What do you want it? <laughs> I'm, just, okay. I'm just saying that it's the, just... So, so that was me doing my, my, my damnedest to you know, look at the, the driver and to listen to the car. And I start to think about the, what I'd maybe heard. And the only conclusion I could make, and this is without looking at the metal, yeah, the only conclusion you could make is something came loose. Yeah. Uh, or a part has failed catastrophically, um, relatively quickly probably, um, uh, through, through a failure of manufacture or a, a failure of inspection on on rebuild and reuse you know are they are they crack testing all their all their I mean, it was it was a drag strut it was a longitudinal arm that had failed because you saw the the wheel moving backwards and forwards while still being held in the correct plane uh, laterally so it was still pointing the right way initially it was only when that when the 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 when one of them failed that the wheel moved moved around completely um <clears throat> so uh, did something come loose? Did something on the chassis fail that broke away? Uh, that was my thought, George. Mm. Was that something had worked loose? Yeah. And because it was, it was quite a progressive failure, wasn't it? You well, know, that's the thing is, if something comes loose, that failure. if something comes loose, there's, so there's 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 several possibilities there. There's there's and, I, and I've not seen the car to understand how everything's attached. So the lateral link, so the the longitudinal link, you know, stopping the wheel moving backwards and forwards. Interesting enough, transmitting all the power of the car. All the power is transmitted forward through that link, like ninety percent of it goes through that. So massive forces on that uh, on on that link. Um, so <clears throat> uh, there could be a bolt-on mounting onto the chassis or onto the subframe that it mounts onto. Um, quite often they're on the chassis; they're separate from the subframe. Those those mounts, but again, I've not seen that car to see how it's configured. So there's a potential that something's. You know, in in uh, something in single shear, a set of bolts in single shear have worked their way loose slowly. Maybe I was hearing a little bit of something like that initially. Maybe I wasn't. That's a speculative comment, but I definitely heard it. And if you go and listen to it, you can hear occasionally something. It sounds like something's rubbing on the wheel two or three minutes before. Uh, probably probably around about 17, 16, 17 minutes into the stage, you start to hear it. Um there's a possibility that, that something's come off the upright. There's be a mount bolted onto the upright. Uh, the link itself is held by two by, by a bolt front and rear up and down with a, a rose joint in the middle. Uh, unlikely that could um, that could come loose because it's in double shear. So there's no forces acting on it other than in shear force. And there'll be big bolts, they'll not break. So it would have to be something but at either one, end. One something thing. on the upright, something on the... One thing is for sure, George, sorry to interrupt again. Mm -hmm. And Colt, you and I discussed this um, yeah. at, at, while we were watching it at the time. You know, why didn't he just keep dragging the thing through? Through, um, yeah. And I, yeah. I spoke to Andrea Rodamo uh, afterwards. And, you know, as we said, he, he said very, very little. 
mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the technical aspect of the failure. But he, as he I always said, does. As he always mm-hmm. does. I, I said, could he have got through? You know, I said, Colin and I are fairly simple-minded people, but we just thought mm-hmm. that keep going. And he said that. It it was not going anywhere. And there was still, I can't remember. Did you see the in-car visit? When, it, when the car finally, when the wheel obviously lost its its lateral, one of its lateral connections, if not both of them, it then started to hop. It would have smashed the car to pieces. And, and that's, yeah. it's not going yeah. anywhere. So it would have smashed the car yeah. to pieces. Yeah. So a couple of things there, George, just very, very quickly, because we can move on from Tanak. Tanak's car is now beginning to bore me. Um, but it was a very in-depth. It was a very in-depth analysis, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, what was interesting, David? The only thing, and it, and it kind of goes back to one of the things you said there, George. You talked about the stress testing of parts. Um, you know that are, that are going back on. I suppose parts that have already been part used. Yeah. Yes. Is what you were referring to. Yeah. Okay. Well, the only thing that Adamo said to David and to myself was, "When I need a stress engineer, I will speak to you." That's exactly the words he used. When I need a stress engineer, so so perhaps you've you've, you've hit something there, George. Perhaps it was uh, something that hadn't been correctly tested. Who knows? Who knows? But what we know, listen, what what does that do for Roy? Well, it gives him another event where okay, he didn't score nothing because he scored points in the power stage, um, but he's now a long way behind David. But it's, you know, we came away from we came away from uh, it, uh, from Italy from Portugal. Uh, and I was saying, well, it looks as if the, the title is going Toyota's way. It's it's way too early to say that. You know, Tanak's only, what, 30-odd points behind. Uh, Neuville's 20-odd points behind. But my goodness me, they've got a big job to do now, those Toyota drivers, haven't they? And they've kind of got to, I suppose, work in tandem to deny the Toyota, the Hyundai, Hyundai drivers. drivers. Sorry, yeah, the Hyundai yeah. drivers, yeah. a big job to do. And they've got to work in tandem to deny the Toyota drivers as many points as they can. Yeah, let's do um, that. that uh, that's... Standings, championship standings at the moment. OGA top 79. Evans two points behind his teammate on 77. Then it's Thierry Neuville on 57. And Oit Tanak 45 with Kalarovampera just four points behind Tanak on 41. So, I mean, it, it is just, you know, both Tanak and Neuville are a failure behind, effectively, Evans and Ogier, you know. But, but you'd have to say both Ogier and Evans look really, really strong just now. And the Toyota looks really, really strong just now. But no, I think, I think, I think it was a little premature in declaring that the title, the driver's title, was perhaps going Toyota's way. You know all the comments I... that you made about, you know, everyone's making it the, the Hyundai is the fastest car at the moment. So on, on, why, why does it look like it? So the drivers go a little bit faster for part of the rally. And then in the case of Thierry, he crashed. In the case of, in the case of uh, Ott... I mean, it was a very small margin by Ott standards. Uh, if you look at his driving, he was quite clearly in the groove. I don't think you could make that measurement based on what you saw. I think those cars well, are very It was incredible. George, it was the fastest car. It was the it fastest was car. It was, so it's like saying you've got a fastest stage time, you're the fastest driver in the world. Doesn't mean jack. It's no, the end it of the rally that matters. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I don't think it's, it's the fastest car. It's the fastest. It was the fastest car. It doesn't mean it's the strongest car or the most durable car. I would say I would say that car. I would say that Ott and Thierry are the fastest drivers at the moment. That's fair to say. That's possible. That's fair to yeah, say. Possible. But I wouldn't. But I, I wouldn't extend package, that. I wouldn't. It? Well, I wouldn't extend it to the car because we've got we've got Ott saying the car's not just hundred percent perfect yet. We've got Thierry putting it on its roof. Okay. So that tells you that he's Sorry, over the limit. It, did, it didn't quite so, make the yeah, roof. Side, fair enough. You know, no, it did. It did, David. It did. It, did. It, it went through a 380 and then 
What's the next one? It went through another 90. No, 380, but then it went through 360, sorry. And then it went through another 90. It did a 454, no, 470. It did a 470. you're quite good with the numbers, Colin. I I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. Uh, A 360 and a 90, and it ended up on its side. One thing thing I I think we do have to say, absolutely, is that, you know, when I was sitting there typing for hours on Sunday night, Colin, writing that whole, the, the report and everything. Yeah. I don't think I gave Tanak enough credit. And, and, you know, thinking back now, we've talked a lot about Tanak, and we do need to move on in a sec. But, you know, you kind of reflect on the first day he struggled and it, did, it wasn't coming naturally, blah, blah, blah. But then on that, you know, on the Saturday, you kind of forget that I think he was only not, before the incident, he was only not quickest on, like, one stage or something. Yeah, just, uh, just, just, just beautifully fire, measured. Wasn't he? Just, just measured, yeah. just made just the right amount of extra. He but did I not overdrive we, at any point. I don't point. think that we talked enough about that in, in my wow. piece. And you and I discussed it, Col, and we in one of the videos. Crafted, we were saying that, crafted, you know, when he actually gets into the groove and when Oof. everything starts to click, watch out. Because, watch you know, I, I don't think anybody right now can hold a candle to Tarnak. No, I agree with you. And, and it's, it, it's back to that kind of Toyota dominance when he was in the Toyota, isn't it? You know, and yeah. That's what he's looking to get. And do you know what? I, one of the things that Adamo did say that made sense, quite a lot of it didn't make any sense that he said to us, but one of the things he did say that made reasonable sense was, you know, he said, how many rallies have we got to the end of the year? That is the number that we will win or that we can win. Um, you know, he, he fully expects his drivers and the car to be absolutely up there. But you have to balance that with the fact that, you know, uh, we haven't seen the best of Ogier yet this year. First on the road here, obviously, we, we really didn't see him getting into his stride. And we certainly haven't seen the best of Elvin Evans. Uh, for, for me, Elvin Evans has been nowhere near his best. But he's winning rallies, he's scoring podiums. It's phenomenally encouraging for Elvin Evans fans. And, you know, Tanak has to up his game. The Toyota has to up its performance. Because I think you've got two drivers at... Uh, Hyundai has to up its performance. I'm getting my Hyundai's and my Toyota's mixed up all the time here. But the Hyundai's have to up their performance because the Toyota's, I think, are just about coming into their stride. They're not there yet. They, the Hyundai is what we've generally seen on the second pass and where it's rougher and it's there's a bit more grip in the road. The, the, the Hyundai will be quicker, uh, I think. That's perhaps fair to say, you know, generally. But then we didn't see that at all, did we, on the on the first run? Yeah, really, uh, in really. Portugal, they were. But Can I just it, nudge nudge another thing into the equation? Somebody that we, we talk around, but we never actually talk much about, and he won stages this weekend, Danny Sordo. Well, yeah. but the thing with Sordo, the thing that's impressive with Sordo is, is that, you know, he sits out all these rallies, and then he jumps in the car, yeah. and there's, there's massive expectation on him. You know, the expectation was that he would push for at least a podium here and perhaps push for the win. The expectation on But that, on, but on that expectation, night, Cole, comes from, from the running order as well, doesn't it? It's place yeah, 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 of course. That great place on the road. Yeah. yeah. But but you know what, you have got to be you've got to be some professional to be able to get in that car and even with the advantage of running order, you'll push it to its absolute limit and you know, I think I said in my, my driver race. Do you know do you know what? He didn't finish out of the top three in any stage. That's she, pretty major, isn't it? That, that is quite an amazing stat. And, and, you know, he, he didn't quite have enough on Sunday. Evans was just in that first stage on Sunday morning. That was his best. That's where we saw the best of Evans. Seven uh, stages on the belt. He won Sunday. But Sordo does exactly what the team wants him to do every single time. Remarkable, Colin. It's absolutely remarkable. It is. Yeah. It is remarkable. For a man at his point in his career, he just, he just does it. 
Uh, you... All his career, though, that that's kind of he's always done that. Every, I mean, we spoke about him when he was second in command to Loeb. You know, he 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 stood aside when team orders dictated he should. Um, mm. And and I really do, I really feel for Danny. I really feel that. Don't worry, he's um, paid a lot of money. I'm sure. I know, but that's not what it's about. It's not just about the money, is it, George? Not when you're doing it, if but it is after you've, after you've done it. It's all about the money. I'm sure he's very happy right now, Lisa. I, well, but we, Colt, you and I, you and I had, you and I had quite an argumentative rally. This one, we unusual, we quite a, <laughs> unusual. We we locked horns a few times, and and one thing that I was reflecting on that I sort of backed down a little bit in one of our videos was when I said he's a professional driver, he should be expected to win. I could completely see your perspective that you know it's a long time out of the car to jump back in. He's a third driver. It's not. It's potentially it's not what he's there for. But I still, I would sort of stand by a little bit what I what I said that, you know, he was ten seconds behind Evans on that uh, Sunday morning, and I think the reason that he didn't push like hell was because of that expectation he'd bring home uh, eighteen points or fifteen points, yeah. eighteen points for the yeah. for the team. I would like to have known what would have happened if in third and fourth positions was Thierry Neville and Tanak, and they were a minute behind him. Probably he'd have been told to slow down. Yes, he would have been. <laughs> he would have been. But, of he would. but okay, okay. Then here's the one. Then George. So it's actually Sebastian Ogier who's third, a minute back. What do you do? You know, you can't if you let if you tell Danny to stop, then you're going to promote Ogier as well. Well, that's the, that's so, the normal but in that dilemma. Position, so you can't do it you know, in that what, circumstance. What would he have done? What what would <clears throat> would sort of have done then? You know, when he can go into that last morning, all guns blazing. Would he, you know, if there was no need for him to finish the rally, would he have won? Could he have won? I'm, I don't know. Nah. I was throwing nah. it out there. No, no, no. I, I, well, I don't I think, think he could. Have, I genuinely Colin, don't think he could. Colin, I, I don't, he, I don't he think had he's... been put under immense pressure by the by the comments Oof. from Adamo. Horrendous comments, comments to make. Imagine something terrible had happened and that was sitting on Adamo. That's not smart at all. It isn't. I'm not. I'm not sure. Danny spent too long. Reading dirtfish.com. I know he's an avid reader, but I think Saturday mm. night he was yeah. he might have been busy. I, yeah, and, no, you know, no, but those were like those that. were quite they, they were quite incredible comments. But those made. no 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 those comments weren't aimed at Danny in the slightest. You know they were they were absolutely aimed okay. at Elvin, weren't they? And Toyota. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and you know Danny has he's seen it all, he's heard it all. You know the likes of Olivier Schell <laughs> yeah, exactly, and Keith Reckland, yeah, yeah. Uh, David Richards at ProDrive. You know yeah. he's he's had all of these team yeah. principles. Giving him the the, yeah. the benefit of their wisdom. Uh, yeah, and that's an that's an so, interesting that's an interesting uh, comment. The benefit of their wisdom, or the or the fervor of their madness. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what it might be? A fine blend of both, George. Indeed, it is. Indeed, it is. Yeah, but I think we do. I mean, perhaps we we move on to to, to Toyota uh, and you know how they they pulled that one off. You know, when Friday morning, good lord. You know, you could see we were up at uh, Argonil Col at the at the tire zone now on Friday yeah. lunchtime. There was, you know, we weren't allowed to talk to anybody, but you know, we we made a few hand signals to 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 some of the the Toyota drivers from off that bank, socially distanced by about thirty meters. Uh, and you know, it was it was genuine concern. You know, they it were, had to um, be. Yeah. yeah. Totally. You know, and, and, and it, it was nothing to do particularly with tyre choice because everyone had gone out with the same tyre choice on the Friday morning. You know, obviously, as the road evolved, you know, those tyres performed differently. Um, but the Toyota just didn't really seem to be dealing with the conditions on, on Friday morning. And 
Uh, and it was a little bit strange. It was a strange kind of situation. There was quite a bit of head scratching going on in that that tire zone. Um, I suppose but at you that could point, say you, you wouldn't you wouldn't have put too much money on a Toyota win at that point, would you? You wouldn't, but you could have said at that point as well. You know, you, there's two Toyotas you can take out of this equation because Ogier was first on the road, and you know by far the worst of the conditions. Takamoto Katsuta was further back on the road and actually was the leading Toyota and was doing yeah. very well. So it was just it was Evans and Calais. So Calais, you could say, you know, he was coming back after a big old shunt in Croatia. Um, and just didn't seem to get his head into gear throughout the whole event. It just wasn't, it totally didn't click. Uh, and Elvin just wasn't comfortable with the car, was he, on, on Friday morning? They'd, no, they'd but- struggled, you know, across all of those Toyotas. You know, they, they hadn't got really any significant running on the hard tyre uh, at the test before. They'd all had wet tests in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly, uh, having said that, though, Toyota did their Pirelli test in Spain, didn't they? Was that last month? You know, they've got these extra nine days to do some Pirelli running. And I'm sure mm. they had some dry running then, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't nearly the same conditions. It was much cooler. That, uh, that was very much what we were hearing, wasn't it, David? That, that you know, it was the experience with the tyres that they were lacking. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what they'd have done much differently, mind you. Okay, I, George, what, you know, it's not just the experience in terms of selecting the right tyre choice for, for the loop. Mm. It's actually, is it about experience of, how you drive on the tires, how hard you push them in the conditions. What you, What is it they're talking about there? It's, it isn't just about the tire selection, is no, it? No, it's not. It's, it's such a complex dynamic. And the car, the, the tire, I mean, the tires will be fantastic, but they will give certain things in a certain, they'll, give, they'll deliver certain performance in a certain way. And, and you, you need to set your car up and drive accordingly. I watched Octanac on those three stages and you could quite clearly see he was he was managing the tire wear. I mean, it was it was very apparent, uh, and, and very very intelligently as well. You know, when he when he hit the tarmac and the cobbled sections, he just eased off. He didn't push the car. He didn't try to get fast. He kept it straight. He was almost pushing through corners, slightly understeering, almost just to, to keep the car on the limit and in the right place, not to scrub the tires. Uh, coming out of those really rough, rough, slower corners, he was just backing off through the corner until the car was dead straight, and then he was letting it go. Mm. Very, very impressive. And I've, I've watched, I've watched Elfin Evans through as well, and it, it's, you'd really want two laptops sitting side by side to to gauge the 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 um, the difference precisely. But to my mind, Ott is taking one bite at a corner. And it's a clean, straightforward bite. There's never much flapping around. You're always seeing the road ahead of you. And when I've looked at Elfin, I'm seeing a car that's maybe, he's maybe have taken a, a couple of second little bites and going a wee bit sideways after the corner. This is when he was still lying in second place, still thinking, you know, can I find anything extra? And he couldn't. And I'm looking at the video and I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, maybe that car is not giving us something. Maybe they, maybe they, they, they you know, you can, the car will give you certain wear characteristics, and it'll give you it'll give you trans, uh, transition dynamics over the road, but you've also got to set your car up very carefully for it. And maybe Hyundai engineers are better at it than Toyota. Maybe the car's just better suited. Maybe they've been lucky, and 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 struck on it. I'm sure there's a lot more to come out of both cars, but don't take yeah, away I mean, anything from from Ott was just driving that rally in a place that was. Utterly, utterly easy for him. 
Um, but it, I say that it's an interesting one, though, George, because you know how much is there to come out of these cars? You know, these cars have have half a season left in them. Yeah. Okay, the engine carries on, but you know, yeah. you're not. All of the jokers have been used. Yeah. You know, it's it's in, it really interesting when you talk to Toyota, and they say, "Yep, we're gonna, you know, we got we got a test this week. We're gonna do mm. this, this, and this." Well, what can he do? You well, know, we were we were seeing up. yeah we were seeing swings of a second a kilometer regularly on this rally. You imagine someone puts two or three stages together where you pull all that together. All of a sudden, you're winning 40, 50 seconds over 40 or 50 kilometres. That's massive. And, and of course, we do occasionally see that. You know, Ott's done it. Thierry's done it. Thierry, the comeback king, you know. You know if, if Thierry has a problem and he continues, woe betide, he better be two minutes behind or he'll still win that rally, you know, because the guy's so brilliant in that, in that scenario. If he can tap into that out at the start, you know, I, I would tip his car on its side in service in the morning and say, geez, Terry, we've, we've rolled your car in service. You'll need to go like, there's a 10 second penalty for you. He'd go out and win the rally by three minutes. You know, just, oh, I merely jest, but you know what I mean? He, he, he produces those performances. I think there's a lot to come out. These cars are so powerful and the dynamics are so marginal that somebody that can slot themselves into the ideal setting for that car, there's seconds per kilometer here and there but how, to be George, won. That's, I, I, I can see your point, but how have we got then to this point, you know, four and a half years down the road into mm. these homologation cycles and they still haven't found that perfect group well, that they I mean, can the, the, tap the, the laptop and say, let's have what we had last the, year. The change is the changes, the tire dynamic, it'll be very different. Yeah, it'll be yeah, a very, very tire. different car. Yeah. And, and, it's, yeah, and but, remember, we, we go to Sardinia with the hard compound, or we assume it's going to be the hard compound Pirelli, I suppose the question has to be how much testing have the teams done mm. on the hard compound? You know, we, we saw Pirelli themselves testing extensively in Sardinia with Mickelson last year, but mm -hmm. how much have the teams got, how much data have the teams got of testing That's that it. hard getting, compound? That's it, getting those setups. Look, well, they'll, 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 the they'll, have, they'll, pulled out, they'll have pulled out a huge amount of data from this event, yeah. so they'll really know what direction they want to take the car in. Um, yeah, but they, remember it was, it was quite different, different style of event, isn't it? You know, it could it, be, it could be twenty degrees warmer. Yeah, in, well, in it's, it's it's heading up towards thirty degrees in Sardinia. Yeah. It might even get hotter than that. We find that when you head up, that's you up towards will, the centre of the island. Yeah, it can will, get hotter. That will, that will change the some dynamic of the tyre, but not the general um, dynamic characteristic of the tyre in what you want out of the car. To, to a greater extent, they will have gleaned a lot of that information from Portugal and they'll go away in a very good place. Tire wear, another issue entirely, of course. I think but it is absolutely, be. absolutely vital that, you know, we've seen in... Tanak 1 and 17. So the last Thierry one in 16. So... Four, is that four? Four, certainly Toyota has never won, has it, in Sardinia. And I would say four of the last five Sardinias have been won by Hyundai. So, yeah. you know, Toyota I mean, should have won. Toyota should have won by a stretch oh, the power that year steering. that Tanak yeah, had the the all, all, all four of the cars, because remember, Hanninen was Hanninen. there that year as yeah. well. All four of them supposedly had steering issues, so the, the car can go well. But I get what you're saying, David. But it doesn't it's, work it's, on it's Hyundai, it doesn't work. It's Yeah, it is, because, you know, the... For sure. You know, I was talking to Tom Fowler about when uh, Greece coming back and Tom said, oh, you know, on a personal level, it's fantastic, brilliant rally. But, you know, he, <laughs> you don't, it's not rocket science to look at the results of rough gravel rallies to understand that, you know, Toyota is perhaps the less durable uh, mm -hmm. of the, of the mm -hmm. three of them at the moment.
Um, It'll be interesting. For sure, they they need a big haul of points, Hyundai, right now to, to pull themselves back into this because at the minute, uh, Toyota is, is kind of walking away with it. It's, yeah, it's, it's, to, it's, it's looking it's, strong. It's Toyota's to lose and Hyundai, you know, yeah. Toyota are going to have to do make mistakes for for Hyundai to 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 um to to be able to overhaul them quickly but I think in the long game you know you 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 bounced on it at the start you know Tanak coming back winning pretty well every rally left there you know and then also taking the full power points you know he could he could he could pull 12 points per rally out of out of the next guy the guy that's in second that doesn't get any doesn't Easy. get power points yeah. so you know the margins yeah. are they appear very big and and the chances are that they'll not narrow that quickly but they could even if the yeah, even if the guy in second place easily, was, George. yeah if the guy in second place was just was just you know playing the cards and saying well I'm going to be nice and safe I'll not bother with power points you got a few retirements. Mm. People are going for the power points. I'm not going to race them because I've got my 18, and you come away with just 18 points, and not walked away with 30. You do that. But if you, if you look at the look at the second, well, this is a point, Carl. Look at the second half of the season. You got Estonia, Ypres, Greece, Finland, Spain, Japan. So Estonia, Tanak, Ypres, Neville, Greece, mm. Hyundai, Finland, mm. arguably Tanak. Spain. Toyota. You know. No, Finland, you've got to say it's Toyota. Finland has to be Toyota. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a fair point. Yeah. But in but, terms of fast driver yeah. on fast rally, you know, yeah. Tanak's got a pretty good Because there's no Estonia never won Finland. Finland, Colin, has there? No, right enough. Oh, no, 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 no. got a chance. Has he? No, but, no, but, yeah, you know, but it has, but you've got to say it's been Toyota's rally since they came back. Remember, they, they hadn't been beaten in Finland, George, until we went to Rovan Yeah. Do you know who's so, going to win Finland this year? Elvin Evans. Takamoto Katsuta. Hey, watch him go. Watch, watch. I've been saying it since the he's, start of the year. Watch him go, but watch him when we get to Japan. He's the Japanese Finn. Trust me. <laughs> well, he lives there, doesn't he? He, lives he does, in exactly. He's lived there for a so, few years now. I think he speaks a bit. He's got his little little um, his little um, babies. Uh, well, he's not a little baby anymore, but you know, I think uh, the wee ones speaking Finnish. So yeah. that, that's, that's how Finnish wow. Takamoto-san almost is. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be good. It'll be good. It, it is going to be good, but but he was he was for me really quite impressive again, chaps you know and chap S's Unbelievable. You know, Takamoto San, yeah. it's the consistency and and the the point again I made in my, my driver ratings was what a survivor that was what a uh, smack that was fantastic that was but you have to put it into context in he had two massive crashes on his last two gravel rallies they were massive in Estonia and in Sardinia last year and he comes back. And all right, he had a few moments. He definitely had a few moments. <laughs> but he was quick again. He was quick and he was consistent. And he, and the important thing is he improved again. And he just yeah. keeps improving, improving, improving. And, and who knows where those improvements stop, George? I mean, you know, he may well find himself competing at the very, very top. Colin, Colin, he, he, he basically is. There is no way that any Japanese driver in the WRC has been as fast as Takamoto-san. There is no way. He is the fastest by far. Now, I know I, I was listening to, to all the commentaries about him and this and that and the next thing. Don't forget that we have had a Japanese WRC event winner, Yoshi Fujimoto. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kenya. in Kenya. And, and, and that was a massive battle against a, a guy that fought at the front. So that they don't take anything away from the guy. That was a great, great result on a long-distance event that requires a slightly different discipline. But a lot of speed. But Yoshio could never emulate that on a European event, not even close. 
You know, he'd be he'd be it, a second and a half a kilometer away from that. And Toshi Arai, not even not even that, but not the type of but performance we're seeing. But he did him on Acropolis and Cyprus, so yeah, know, like you said, George, not it wasn't the a performance. Style I mean, we we just watched one of the best rallies I've watched in many years, Portugal rally, and and, and I know you all thanked the organisers massively in 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 your your, uh, your roundup. How well deserved was that? What an amazing rally in an amazing place with amazing people. And I mean, I, I was looking at some of the, the aerial shots as I was following the rally through. Oh. And it looks like these roads have actually been... I'm looking at it thinking, there's no reason for that road to do that other than to make it nice to drive. <laughs> Look me, they've, they've built an, a 350-kilometre rally route, especially for us. I love the Portuguese. George, They're lovely people. Those, the best place in those... the world. Some of those aerial shots, George, on the Friday in particular, up across Argonil, oh, were just it? totally breathtaking yeah. across the top of the yeah. ridges and just... down the other side. It was, it was, it was absolutely the best of rallying in terms of visually. It was the best we've it, seen in a long time. Wasn't just it? amazing. You got lovely weather. Not too hot for David. He could still wear his corduroys and jumper. Oh, it was too hot for him. It no, was too I hot don't believe at that. I don't believe that. It'd be too cold. It wasn't too cold. It wasn't too cold for you, Colin. It wasn't no, no. wet for the marshals. I'm happy for the marshals. Hang on. Hang on. Did Sorry? you have your toes out, Colin? No, no, Lisa, I've moved on. I've oh, moved no. on, Lisa. I've, I have. I have a little bit. The, Timberland the, 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 man. The sandals. The sandals have been... Have been uh, I don't know when they last came out on Colin, a rally. Colin, you were, you were barefoot on Wednesday. On the barefoot. beach. Well, I was on the beach in the sea, barefoot, yeah. yeah. Well, but I've well, got... That's, got right. a, that's acceptable. It's not, yeah, Lisa. Well, there's, there's, I've got a pair of orange dirtfish trainers, which are great, and I wear those. And I've got a pair of boots. They're kind of they're, they're kind of Aussie work boots that I oh, sometimes nice. wear with my shorts. You're supposed to send me some t-shirts. Got them in the back of my car. They're sitting waiting. <laughs> they'll be there. They'll be there in December. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. And that, boot, in the back, that, that, that boot potentially does fill with water. <laughs> so uh, George, be... no, no, it doesn't because it's, it's got it's got good. a jacket for you. That's oh, actually the wow. jacket's actually in a proper postal bag. With my address on the back and nothing on the front, I haven't well, you, managed you know, to find your you know, address. You know that, you know that the there was, it's well. very cold in Kenya. It's very cold in Kenya in the mornings. If you're driving from Nairobi up to, to Navasha, I won't be. I'll be up in Navasha. But it can be quite cold up there in the mornings, three or four degrees. If you go over the top... You, you'll have a nice starfish top, jacket, Georgie, don't you worry. Get it all sorted out for me. No get worries. it all sorted out for me. Anyway, what, a, what a, an amazing rally. And I was just wondering, did, does... Um, does Elfin go home in between rallies? I was looking at one of the other risks on this rally that struck me as very, very real and 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 something that perhaps needs to be managed a little bit more uh, proactively by the teams, although I'm sure they're on to it. The COVID risk, we saw a number of drivers not starting the rally because they had po proved positive for COVID. Are you? Sorry, so, excuse you know, me, George. Is, and is, also, is, a is big Elfin thing home? Is, I mean, is, is, Well, is, is this, this is the point, home? George, is, is another... Uh, do they now just stay in Europe? Because, you know, Britain is quite specific with this Indian variant. And, you know, Carl, we're having these question marks over our flights via Germany to Italy. Uh, if you were... Uh, I should would highlight you... the fact is the first rally as well that you haven't had to quarantine when you've come yeah. back because we've yeah, got, no. your, uh, Portugal's in the green light area. But, Absolutely, uh, Lise. But, but that there are there are that complicates things still. There are question marks though about you know Britain. We see Austria today has closed its borders to Britain. So, you know, if I if you were at Alvin, would you think about maybe moving him to Scotland in Andorra? Moving, I'm sure they've got a spare room. He could he could steam in there because at least 
they're together and they're in they're on sort of mainland Europe, aren't they? But if you're coming in and out of Britain, uh, it it is a little bit more complicated. So private George, flights, you, private flights, right. private flights is how yeah. you do. I mean, I would be, I would be absolutely. Yeah, but, but you're still you're still it, bound by the. It Same regulations. Yes, yeah, but, but what we're but what we're talking about is avoiding the positive COVID test, uh, uh, yeah. Lisa. What? Not anything else. Just yeah. avoiding if, that positive COVID test. Yeah, but if we, COVID if we had a rally in Germany, strictly isolating. Yeah. If we had a rally in Germany next weekend, not Italy. If you're from Britain, you can't go. Un- un- unless you yeah, were staying yeah. in Europe and you'd been in Europe yeah. for the last. So, so my point being, I would be interested to know that. David, get on the phone, sort that right. out. I'll call him. <laughs> So and by the way, by the way, I've got to say, well done to the stewards. Uh, you know, I thought the stewards were sadly lacking in Croatia. I thought they absolutely bottled it with the, the very well-publicised uh, Sebastian Ogier incident. But fair play to them. Uh, you know, what we said at the time about the Ogier incident was <clears throat> your precedent. Precedent and deterrent. And there was a bad precedent set in Croatia that served no deterrent. What the stewards have done in Portugal is they've set a precedent which will act as a massive deterrent. No one is going to mess around with their COVID declarations. No one's going to try and hide anything. You you will be an absolute fool to, knowing Mm. that the stewards will come down on you like a ton of bricks. Well done, the stewards. Mm. um, Absolutely. So, so round applause. Pair, Again, I would say. Yeah, round of applause. Right. Look, I, I, I want to ask one question. You maybe know the answer. So, I, I, I read uh, Ollie Christian, uh, Christian Vaby, his comment where he said an official told him it was okay to go home as long as he went What's in a car. What's an official, though? Everyone's got an excuse, George. What's well, that's an official, what I wondered. Official? So, I wondered, I wondered what sort of guy is he? I, mean, I presume yeah, he's quite a nice guy, person. like his dad or not. There is one person. There is one person you talk to the COVID, to get directions. The COVID on, representative. It is the COVID officer. Yeah. It is the COVID officer. And if, it's, if, if, if a nurse, if a doctor, if yeah. anyone else has said to you, yeah, take your car, drive to Spain, just make sure you're on your own, you check that with a COVID officer. Of and course if you your team, yeah. If you or your team don't do that... Yeah. Well, more fool you. Absolutely. Fool you. I, do, I do think there is one, one area that does need kind of tightening up a little bit is where the Appendix S, the, the FIA's um, protocol for, for coronavirus, where does that overlap with national gu- governance and, and guidance and stuff? And it, there are, I would be reluctant to use the, the, the same grey areas, but it does need, you know, I think we go from rally to rally and people aren't 100% sure on say the Monday before an event, you know who's who whose guidance are we following? Uh, is it the national? Uh, is it the country you've come from? Is it the country you're in? Is it the FIA? That's very true. Uh, yeah. You know that's one area yeah. that we we really could do with absolutely sharpening up on. And mm. well, to but, be honest, if it's anything like the UK, it changes so often that you're confused. It's bananas. Or, or they tell it's, you far too far in advance that it's going to change, so you think. Is that this week or is that next week or is that? And is I that think I think there's there's I think there is confusion. Already? I think there is confusion, but I think in in this circumstance, I think the stewards were right from from what I've read. You know, yeah, from what okay. I've read, uh, can you clarify? Right. Can you clarify what you're talking about? So so they they all the Christian baby, you know, you have to sign a declaration form when you go to the rally, and the declaration form is signed by everyone from from drivers to media to mechanics to everyone that's in attendance, and you have to declare uh, that you are symptom-free and you have to declare that you have had no close contacts with anyone who has uh, consequently tested positive for COVID. Uh, Ollie Christian Baby didn't declare his close contact with Andreas Mikkelsen as we understand it. 
right. you know, had tested positive. So there's, there's the first um, transgression. And so, the, so there's the transgression. Uh-huh. And then, and to further compound it, as I say, it is very, very clear that you know if you test positive, you stay at hotel bound for 14 days, which is horrible. Um, you know, but that's that's what it says. Uh, now he didn't. He left the country and went actually across border, left left Portugal and drove to Spain uh, to. That's- that's the bit you know. that's bonkers, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, regardless of who says, yep, you can go, you can go to Spain. I can what? I can leave yeah. the country? Really? With COVID and go to with- another country? But anyone who's been following even remotely, which we've all had to do, the COVID crisis for the last 18 months, would have questioned that yeah. kind of advice. 100%. Would have questioned it. Are you sure but- I can go into another country with COVID? But, you know, Carl, he he fell at the first hurdle. You know, fundamentally, the thing that is absolutely banged into all of us is if you're with somebody who's got coronavirus, you declare it and you isolate. And that is massively irresponsible not to do that. And, you know, for me, bang on the right decision. Six months. See ya, mate. Sorry, you know, you've jeopardized how many people's lives? You know, this thing kills people. That is the scary thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree totally. So, so for for me, the biggest thing to come out of that is that the the stewards have done what the stewards are supposed to do. Yeah, and they've 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 they've, they've acted in the right way, and they have created a president which will absolutely deter anyone from doing it in the future. So, yeah, well 100%. done, well done. Good. Okay, move right, on from get, that, shall we? Well, I've got, I've, I'm trouble. afraid. I was going to say, we're going to we're going to we're going to be back oh. with a preview for Rally oh, Sardinia think, because that's how. Soon these rallies are falling pretty much back wow. to back to back to back. If you're in touch, uh, if you want to get in touch, hashtag Dirtfish Rally. If you want to query question or set us right on anything we've said or ask us any questions that you need answering, then hashtag Dirtfish Rally is the best place. Or at Dirtfish it Rally is. is the best way to get in yes. touch with Colin Clark, Please. the voice of rally. Yeah, I I don't let me there. go yet. I'm not going yet, Lisa. I want to say one more okay, thing. I think, I think, I think, right, I think I've got to go. Bye, David. David. I've got to go. We'll, we'll see, see you soon. We'll see, see you, David. Adios. Bye, David. Bye, 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 bye. Okay, well, I'll just, I'll just finish with my last word, and it's really just to pay tribute to Max Mosley. You know, Max Mosley sadly passed away this week, uh, fought a very valiant battle against cancer. We're told uh, it's a terrible thing, uh, but you know, Max Mosley, a very, very colourful character. But in terms of his legacy to world motorsport and to safety in terms of road car safety you know it's it's easy to overlook that but he did a remarkable job in terms of upping the safety standards and safety levels not just in motorsport but in road car design as well uh, so you know max mosley who sadly passed away this week i'm sure um you know will be missed by a lot of people yeah okay George. My, my comment is is a, a couple very quick ones one what an incredible job i think toyota did because they they produced a car that went the distance and gave the drivers what they needed. And I thought that, you know, given all the comments I was listening to and the feed, you know, the, the my opinions fed in by yourself, by David, by the other media, other comments, what the driver says. And and I, I would, uh, I just would compare Elfin's drive to a Carlos Sainz drive. Not necessarily the fastest, but the best rally driver on the event, because he won. Yeah, and you know, very appropriate, George, because don't it, forget amazing drive. Portugal, is, Portugal is where Carlos made his debut in the World Championship and where Carlos won his first stage in the Championship. Yeah, oh, won, and, uh, was it, was it, I think it was maybe also his first WRC win as well, was it? It, it, it uh, he may have been. Yeah, it, it may have well have been. I remember, been, but, I remember uh, we won it, there with 
with, with the, I think I think it was actually. Was no, it, well, yeah, you, you won there. You, you beat the the dominance of Lancia. Lancia dominated, yeah, didn't they? And then we won there with the Pirelli tire. Yeah, it was the new yeah, Pirelli tire go. from Brevio. <clears throat> so there was that, and also, Ott Ott Tanaka. Look, look, mate, uh, you were robbed. <laughs> you were robbed. It wasn't right. What a tremendous! I had now that I've spent some time within the car. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I've got uh, I've got a great affinity for your driving. I, I really enjoyed my time with you in, in your car. I might use that facility more in wrc.com now. Uh, I, I very rarely use it because I, I I get bored. But as soon as I've got something to target and watch, you know, I'm completely joined up with it. I'm not I'm not a, a super uh, a super fan like Lisa. But as soon as I've got something technical to watch, yes, go for it. And uh, just to all the teams, when as as and when I might be allowed to come and have a look at your cars and understand them a little bit better technically, I have had some feedback from some of our listeners that they would like more detailed technical insights. I do my best, but often I have to be generic because I don't actually understand everything uh, about the setup on the car. So if I get myself a little bit more detail, I can do a better job. Uh, but um, I'm sure uh, people probably don't want to hear from me uh, in technical teams well, and things. I think but Dirk if they do, send you out. To take a look under the bonnet. Uh, I need to. The, uh... I need to be under the bonnet. I need to be underneath the car line on my back, understanding some of the dynamics. Remember, remember, if you think if you think back to uh, Portugal a few years ago when uh, when uh, Sebastian lost all the rear drive to his to his Polo. I'd, I managed to very quickly identify what the issue was. I was standing there at the stage start and was, was it maybe Yari Matti went into a stage with two-wheel drive and I said, it, it's absolutely the handbrake release. That was when the cars were still locked. It can't be anything else. There's nothing loose underneath that car. I was lying on the ground uh, uh, near the car and I could see there was nothing broken. I, saw, I watched the car move away. I could see all the drive shafts were turning. There was nothing broken in there. The only thing it could be was the, was the, uh, the clutch release. Um, and I was so again. Technically, I can I can if I've got a, a decent enough insight into the car, I can uh, I can make the input and and get the insights for us. I'm sure. Thank I'll, you for your application, Mr. Donaldson. We'll consider yeah. that carefully. And we'll uh, be getting back to you. You've been listening to Thank Spin you. the Rally Pod. We're going to be back with a preview for uh, the Rally Sardinia. Gets underway third of June. Thank you very much. David Ennis has left the building. The senior staff writer had to go and do some more interviewing before doing some more writing. But uh, thanks, Colin, voice of Rally himself, and George Donaldson, our fabulous technical bod, former motorsport team boss, uh, who knows his rivets from his... Hot nuts. Wrenches. Rivets from his wrenches. Thanks, Lise. Cheers, Thank you, Lisa. Bye. Bye, bro.